be or not to be. Not to be. Columbia Pictures is proud to present the screen's greatest action hero, Jack Slater. Slater, you hear me? This is the lieutenant governor. Slater, here's what I... Do. The governor gets here, call me. And Danny Madigan is his biggest fan. <laughs> Jack Slater 4. But tonight, a magic ticket... It's a passport to another world. ...will get Danny closer to the action... <laughs> ...than anyone ever dreamed. Hi, I want to welcome you to the Pantheon of M. I'm your host, Ray. It's the third Monday of the month, which means I get to review a Razzie-nominated film. Today's review, Last Action Hero, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, this movie got a Razzie, obviously, but you know what? It's not that bad. Uh, this is the 29th anniversary. It came out June 1993. Yeah, next year will be the 30th anniversary. I'm sure if there was a DVD or Blu-ray box set or steel case that comes out, I think I'd go buy it. But what was wrong with it? Well, it, quite simply, it was a disaster because all the secrets and plots were kind of revealed to everybody. The studios were promoting the movie like well in advance, and so people were seeing clips, and there was word of mouth coming out of what was gonna be happening in the movie. So when people saw it, there was not really much of a surprise. Okay, so the story's about this kid who has this golden ticket, like Willy Wonka, but it's a ticket which was brought down from Houdini, so it's a magical ticket, and it can open a door to a different dimension. And this dimension happens to be the movie he's watching. It's uh, Jack Slater 4. It's an action movie uh, starring Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater. It's a, he's like a super cop. So uh, the ticket activates a door between his world and his movie world, and he gets sucked into it. Now, the problem with the world that exists on the film is that it's not that interesting. The film was more full of sight gags, uh, and just filled to the brim with cameos. And that was exciting uh, when you watch it. There's no, there, but there was no meat, no substance, no real uh, stakes to this world. It, it was a very simplistic and basic uh, structure. And so because it was not as compelling or interesting or, or uh, complex, critics really panned this movie because of the fact that it was just a gimmick. The movie section of it was a gimmick. The reality, once the kid was able to come back to his own reality and bring Jack Slater, the Schwarzenegger character, into his reality, do you get some stakes? Do you get some substance? And um, and that was able to carry this film in uh, through, but still, but because of the damage was done, it was probably in the last third act where is when we go into the real world and and you realize the hero can get hurt and the villains can win. And, and these were the themes of the movie. But uh, it was poorly constructed. Now, what's really interesting about that, and, and I say interesting is because who are the, the team behind it? It's because this was the very first script from Zach Penn. Uh, he sold the script to him. This is what got his foot into the door of Hollywood. Now, Zach Penn is known for being the writer for Ready Player One. Uh, he, he was the writer for X-Men United, X-Men Last Stand, uh, Suspect Zero. Like, he's done a lot of big and low films. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's even gone into television. He's done the sci-fi show Alphas, which is a really cool um, series. Um, his co-writer who helped work on the script was a, name, a guy named Adam Leff. Um, he helped him with a couple of films. He did PCU with um, 
with Zach. Uh, he's also, they both did a short film called Jack Slater 5, an animated short, which is a movie I want to get my hands on. I'm actually excited to see that, actually. So if you're a fan of this movie, Jack Slater is the character of this of this movie. And the premiere of what the kid is, uh, uh, Danny is seeing is Jack Slater 4. So Jack Slater 5 is the animated sequel. So this would be kind of a cool thing to watch now that in uh, think about in retrospect. Um, anyways, going back on point here is uh, what I like about this is that the promotion of this is one of the historical highlights of this movie. Now, it was a box office dump. It didn't make its money back. It just barely scratched the surface. Well, maybe it might, by now it probably made its own money back in DVD sales and what have you. But in the box office and the theaters, uh, it didn't do too well. It was a complete bust. But it had one of the greatest marketing ploys ever, uh, one time only, because it's, it's it has never been done before. They put the poster of Last Action Hero on a Conestoga rocket, NASA's rocket, and it went, to, went into space. It was just like, okay, so the movie came out in June 93, but a month before the, uh, the release of the film, they put a poster on the fuselage of a rocket ship that NASA launched. Um, and it's the Last Action Hero, and... The problem with the concept of that is that no one would ever ever see this this um, poster, this movie um, ad on this rocket. The idea was like if there's aliens on in space, they would see it, and Schwarzenegger would be the biggest. Well, it was a fifty foot, I think it was a fifty foot poster, fifty two foot poster, I think it was, on the side of a rocket ship. So it was like the idea. Sony Pictures uh, paid for the ad. I think it was. They say it cost half a million bucks for this one like giant poster to be put on a rocket. And um, the fact that I remember it fondly um, means that, you know, it wasn't lost on anybody. I mean, yeah, no one's talked about it since, so not a lot of people of this new generation will know about it, but it was a really cool event and a very, you know, smart marketing ploy. Now, the argument was, yeah, uh, could they have used that money, half a million dollars towards marketing and uh, for promotions or ad spots on television, yeah, and make this more well known and maybe sold more tickets, absolutely. But the fact that he put it on a rocket ship and sent it into space was still pretty cool, man. I mean, it's pretty rad. Now, would I would it make a difference, one way or the other? Obviously, if you've never knew about the rocket ship, then probably not a good idea. But the idea that it was a one-time thing, it has never been duplicated, is a unique thing. It's a historical event, maybe not the smartest thing. But it was still pretty cool. Now, uh, I like this movie quite a bit. I will, When I say that, it's because, one, it's nostalgic. I grew up uh, watching this kind of stuff. The people behind this movie is those sort of people who I'm fond of. Like, John McTiernan was a director. Uh, he, I followed his career even before I knew who he was. Uh, he's a director from the late 80s, right up until early 2000s. I mean, uh, he's... Well, people will know his name. If you're a fan of Die Hard, he's the director of Die Hard 1 and 2. He directed The 13th Warrior uh, with Antonio Banderas. He's directed... Uh, his first movie was a movie called Nomads. It was directed video starring Pierce Brosnan. Uh, one of the first movies I ever saw on VHS on, on a V... This dates me. But like when back when we have VCRs in the homes, which was probably... In, I'm going to say... Uh, I had my first VCR in 88. Sorry, at the time... Um, we weren't sure about like VCRs and VHS when it came out. So I lived next door to a 7-Eleven and you could rent movies from 7-Eleven. Also, you could also rent a VCR because it was still in its 
beta stage sort of thing and you could and people would like rent them a vcr and rent movies for the weekend so we rented uh nomads which was materian's uh, uh first movie he directed uh, i also went, rented a movie called rolling thunder with uh, william devane and robocop the first and i'll tell you right now all three films left an impression on me well Rolling Thunder, not as much as Robocop when he got shot up and he, he saw his hands and head get blown away. William Devane's character, uh, character in Rolling Thunder lost a hand, and that's pretty pretty heavy. But Nomads, starring Pierce Brosnan and uh, Leslie Ann Down, um, it was a movie I did not expect. It had a really cool cover, but like, it's about a demonic uh, gang, and it was sort of <sighs> like possession. And so, but kind of... Anyways... Uh, Pierce Brosnan was at the height or at the tail end of doing um, Remington Steels, so he was doing two movies that, that came out The Fourth Protocol and Nomad and these two movies distinctly it's complete opposite of the Remington Steel character in fact those movies were very very uh, didn't sit with me very well and not for a bad reason it's just that the character and what you think you'd be watching is not at all what you know what the fact that I remember must say something about the direction and the writing. Anyways, I'm di I digress. Uh, it, mind you, is the Nomads better than than Last Action Hero? Oh no, Last Action Hero is much better. So Last Action Hero, it's a great film to watch for the, for the family. It's so much fun. It knows what it is as being just a cheesy fun action film. Gun shooting. Uh, this is back in the day when when the heroes would have guns and they shoot. I mean, now we're in a world where gun violence. And the casualties of war, like collateral damage of shootings, is is, is a horrific thing, and it's it's gone out of control. And yes, it's not it should not be glorified in any sense of the word, and it should be taken with very very seriously. But in the time of when this was released, um, it was, it was just having fun. It, it was just it was a parody, it was a satire, and it was just acknowledging the. Um, it was acknowledging who Schwarzenegger was. You know, he just did Terminator 2, so it was they were sort of making a satirical parody of his own of his own character. There was even a sequence where uh, Schwarzenegger exists in this in the real world, and Jack Slater is now into the because it's it's self aware of itself. It's just it's it's making a, um, a, the point of how silly it actually is and how much fun because he even makes fun of his own name, Schwarzenegger. Like there's there are sequence in here. That just acknowledges the idea of the um, the lunacy or the just the ridiculous nature of Hollywood. You know, when it's it's a business, but it's also you have to laugh at itself. And it's just it was a film that was making light of its own um, structure. The soundtrack was done by ACDC. The, the the title song was a song called "Big Guns." The music video that if you ever watch it is a highlights of this movie. Uh, and it was just fun. Looking at it now, I think it's going to find its legs. I think an audience will find it fun and enjoyable to watch. Uh, there are lines in it. A lot of one-liner gags. Not as bad as Batman and Robin. Nothing as bad as that. But it's a really good movie. You have the puns. You have the, the, the little boy, Austin Ryan, uh, who was a first-time actor. Uh, he went on to do 
uh, My Girl 2 and Prius Stereo. These are two films that came out around the same time. You have the beautiful uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras, who's now, I think, retired from filmmaking, but she just came off of doing Santa Barbara for that year. Billy Madsen started opposite Am Sandler. So a lot of these stars in here are going on to do bigger and better things. The actual screenplay was done by Shane Black, who Lethal Weapon, Predators, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You know, he directed Iron Man 3. Okay, he is an amazing screenwriter. Both Penn and Shane Black are script writers, script doctors. Um, so on paper, creatively behind the scenes, this should not have failed. And in terms of who was in this movie and what you, and the budget that was made to make this movie and who directed this movie, it, it, this, this should not have failed, but it did. Um, is it a Razzie? Yes, it won a Razzie when it came out. It's a fun movie for all the things I just said. Kind of like John Wick, because John Wick introduced the idea of gun fu. Of course, there is a taste and sensitivity now in today's climate. But when it came out, why it came out, uh, people behind it, it was done from a place of sincerity. It was not infused in any way of the cultural um, Fahrenheit of what we're going through now. That is an unfortunate truth. And in light of that, um, it's still a fun movie. Uh, it's What makes it really fun is that it's very self-aware of itself as being a parody of Hollywood. It's a parody of himself. He acknowledges how goofy and silly the reality of Hollywood actually is. So this is this is kind of a love letter to Hollywood in a very simplistic and very easy way, but it's still kind of fun. It's not going to like revolutionize your way of thinking but it's a, it's a really fun movie and taking it as it is as being the real world had was more complex than the fake world the fake world was again was just all gags and just a very simplistic plot actually the plot was not even non-existent but it's just nostalgic fun uh and it's just fun and i think it's worth a watch you know Anyways, on that note, I'm Ray. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Take care. This summer, it's head-on thrills. I have killed people smarter and younger than you. Head-first excitement. I hate when it happens. He's got the ticket! Now I possess power. Real power. In this world, the bad guys can win. The door must still be open. Come on. If I go, how do I get back? And it's coming at you from both sides of the screen. Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful. Things were different here. Damn it, it hurt. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. Wow. This hero stuff has its limits. Jack Slater is... Everybody down! Down! The last action hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do?